Courageous, Chapter 8. Aiden has just started moving toward a soldier in need of transport when a persistent buzzing up ahead causes him, up, up above, causes him to glance quickly at the, into the sky. There, in a sharp formation, are the German planes that had been off in the distance earlier in the day. Now they're getting closer and their mission is clear. Aiden turns to Sally, but before he can utter a word, he hears his name being called out again and again. He whips around, trying to see where the voice is coming from. When his eyes settle on the source of the voice, his mouth falls open in astonishment. It's George. George is here, and he's calling to him. Sally, look, he cries, grabbing her arm and directing her gaze. George is out there. Do you see him? Sally's eyes scan the water, and then she sees him, too. We found him, or he found us. Aiden immediately steers the boat toward George, just as George is making his way through the water toward the Margaret. And when the boat is close enough, Aiden scrambles down and into the water. George grabs him up, and for a few seconds, the two brothers embrace tightly, not saying a word. It's only when George releases him that the questions start tumbling out, one after the next. How in the world did you get here? Do Dad and Mom know? How are they? How are you? Aiden doesn't answer right away. He just stands there in the water, grinning. George is alive and standing right in front of him. His brother looks older, thinner too. His uniform is wrinkled and filthy, but he's here. He's really here. And now Aiden and Sally can bring him back to England. Mom and Dad, they do know we're here, but they didn't want me to come. And in fact, they flat out locked me in my room. Sally helped spring me though. And now we're here, which is where we belong. Poor Mom, George says, after Trevor and all. She must be mad with worry. I know, says Aiden, and I'm truly sorry to make her unhappy, but I went to the town meeting and, oh, you should have heard them there, George, especially Mrs. McAllister. She lost both her boys, you know, and she was so determined that she had the whole town wanting to pitch in and help. And then I got your last letter and I realized I had to come find you. And look, we did. You're very brave, says George. Then he looks over at Sally. You're the bravest two kids in all of England, maybe even all of Europe. Sally is grinning at the compliment, and Aiden feels so proud that his courageous soldier brother thinks he's been courageous, too. But his mission isn't over yet. He's got to get George safely back to England. Then, and only then, will Aiden feel he's done the job he set out to do. They told us we'd be safe at Tunkirk, that we'd get a hot meal and some rest, George is saying. But it wasn't like that at all. When we got here, the city was already under siege. He glances up. And it's about to begin again. I know. So hurry up and get in the boat. And we can get you out of here as soon as possible. There aren't any more big boats. But we got across the channel and we'll get back across again if we hurry. And this time he'll make sure he has a spare can of petrol before they attempt to make the crossing. Aiden, I can't leave now, George says. What do you mean? Just what I said. My unit took a serious hit. Five men were killed straight away and everyone else was hurt, some pretty badly. My CO and I are the only ones left standing. We've got to stay here and see this thing through. But we've come all this way here for you. We want to help you. We can't just leave you here. You are helping me, says George. Seeing you and Sally has boosted my spirits more than I can even say. But my duty is here and my mind's made up. I couldn't leave now even if I wanted to.
Aiden is crushed. Leave George here when the German planes are so close? How could he do such a thing? No, I'm not leaving without you, he says. I'm going to stay right here until you get into this boat. George smiles. A weary smile that doesn't touch the sadness Aiden can see in his eyes. You're a good, loyal brother, he says. I'm proud of you. I really am. And I want you to be proud of me too. That means I have to obey my orders and stay here. He gestures to the hordes of men waiting on the beach. Besides, it's not even my turn. How would it look if how would it look to the others if I went back with you just because we're brothers? Would that be right or fair? I suppose not, Aiden says. You know it wouldn't. Yes, I'm your brother, but all those boys out there, well, they're our brothers too. We can't let them down. Not even a single one. Aiden looks at George. His expression is so serious and so resolute that Aiden knows there's no arguing. Send my love to mom and dad, says George. Tell them I'll write to them as soon as I can, but I've got to be going now. My lieutenant is waiting for me. George reaches out and hugs Aiden again. Aiden wishes he never had to let him go. When he finally does, he remains in the water, watching as George makes his way toward the beach. When George gets to the shore, he turns and waves, and he smiles. Even from here, Aiden can see it, one of those sad smiles, the kind that isn't about joy as much as it is about endurance. Then George begins to jog in the direction of a jeep where a, sh a soldier is waiting behind the wheel. Come on, get in, calls Sally. She's still in the boat and has seen and heard everything. Aiden climbs into the boat just as the first flashes start up. The Germans are dropping bombs now. They're still some distance off, but the sight and sound of them are terrifying. Let's take as many as we can and start heading back, Aiden says. Sally nods. If they squeeze in, they can take four men across. Four hardly seems like very many, though it's better than none. But before they can pick up any of the men, the planes above begin to drop their terrifying cargo. The skin on the back of Aiden's neck prickles each time he hears the whooshing of a missile falling toward the soldiers in the water. The brilliant streaks of heat and flame shoot down, but some of them don't land on the water. Some of them land right on the men waiting for the boats that have come to save them. Aiden can't tear his gaze away as a boat capsizes, spilling its wounded passengers into the waves. A man flies high into the air and then drops, a broken puppet, into the water below. Aiden closes his eyes. He doesn't want to see any more, but it's useless. The images are already burned into his memory. He can never forget them. And even without seeing what's happening, he can still hear the explosions and the agonized screams of those who've been hit. How he and Sally have not been hit is a miracle, and he knows it will not last to think they could have come so far and endured so much, only to be crushed now that they've reached their men and are on the way home. What is the matter with you? Sally screams. We have to get out of here. Aiden opens his eyes. There's a lone soldier standing just a few feet away from them in the water. He looks so young, hardly older than Aiden himself. The soldier's arms are wrapped tightly around himself, and he's trembling violently. Come on! Aiden extends a hand to the shivering soldier. Get in! And then we're getting out of here as fast as we can.